Alright, so I decided to start the show a little different this week because I got some critique that there are more than just two sports happening in the sports world, and that was the final call of the Tampa Bay Lightning winning the Stanley Cup. Now, I gotta be honest with you, I did not watch a single minute of hockey I forgot hockey was playoffs. even on. Yes, I know, <laughs> Max, and that's why... <laughs> you, you know, no disrespect. I felt like I felt that we needed to pay some attention to the championship of hockey. That is the Stanley Cup. So that is as much hockey as we will get to in this episode. The Tampa Bay Lightning winning the Stanley Cup four games to two. Max, as always, is joining me for another edition of Old School Sport. And Max, since it is your friend, I will give you the honors of introducing our special guest this week yeah uh another oswagonian tommy maney went to my high school and uh tommy introduce yourself a little bit uh go lakers uh, <laughs> oh, that's all i got to say no i yeah i've been listening to the show for a while i'm just happy to get a chance to be on here talk some sports with you guys yeah thanks for joining us tommy and tommy when i say max's friend obviously me and you knew each other oh, at yeah. oswego um always friendly um we never had any problems so that's um better for it's a lot a, of people it's always a plus in my book yeah exactly exactly but i'm very happy that you're joining us today we will we got a lot to get into guys and with another person uh, again i hope this isn't a three-hour episode but we'll see how the wind goes but we'll be talking about the nfl week three just passed heading into week four we're already heading into a quarter of the year we will talk about the Doc Rivers news. He is no longer with the LA Clippers. Obviously, the big NBA news is the finals being set between the LA Lakers and some Florida team. I forget. Max, can you remind me? Okay, and that's that's his little Miami Heat song. So, without further ado, we got a lot to get into. So, Tommy, I'll start off with you. Are you a Yankees fan? I am a Yankees fan, yes. Okay, so baseball playoffs also start today. This is We're recording this Tuesday night, and Max, you'll have to wait. I hope uh, I got you a little excited. I got a couple of Yankees takes I'll throw out there. Okay, all right, yeah. <laughs> How do you think yeah. they're going to do this postseason? I don't know, man. It's... It all honestly, I do think it comes down to what Boone does and like critical decision making. You no, know, last week, the Yankees they're lo- they go into extras, they're losing, they lose they they're home, so they lose the first run. Why wouldn't you bunt to get the guy over the third? This team loves hitting deep fly balls. You sack fly, you tie the game up, and then you try and bounce back from there. Um, I don't like Gardner starting tonight over Frazier, and Hicks batting third. I, I love Aaron Hicks, but just. The way that lineup's built right now, I'd rather have Voight batting third and just move guys down a little bit. But I, I think they're I think they beat Cleveland. Uh I'm not worried about that. But it's just the the Rays have been their kryptonite for a couple of years, man. Mm-hmm. Like it's that's I know you you never look ahead at stuff like this, but that's where I see and then obviously if they make it to the World Series, you know, they play the Dodgers or someone like that. Uh, they, they just got to get past – they got to get through this round and then the race for sure. Mm-hmm. Max, do you want to attempt with your Yankees takes or – Yeah, uh, Aaron Judge, <laughs> step up. That's all I got to say. Yeah, so just quickly on the Yankees, I uh, – Had enough of that guy. Listen, I'm a Mets fan and I just want to – and I have a Mets 
point I want to make in just a little bit. But with the Yankees, my biggest problem is two things. One is I don't know if they have the pitching to compete with the best of the best now that it's playoffs. Because starters, you're right. that's what I mean. Especially, I understand Ace Garrett Cole, he picked it up towards the end of the year, but he has not really lived up to that contract as a whole. Then you got Hap. You know, a lot of hit or miss guys, I feel. And same thing with their offense. And it's not so much from when they're all healthy, they're productive, and that's great. But the problem is them staying healthy. And listen, they've had guys like Lou Voigt step up in other players' absences. But, you know, this is a big, big postseason for Aaron Judge, a big postseason for Giancarlo Stanton. And it will be interesting to see how many games that Yankees lineup can win because I truly feel that similar to football defense beats offense pitching beats batting and it will just be interesting to see how the Yankees pitching holds up to the rest of the American League and then if they make it that far to the National League and you know it's interesting too like especially for Judge like I think this is a huge postseason for him he he wants that Jeter type of pedestal and if, if this is where he gets it, Jeter made his mark in the postseason, and if if Judge wants to get himself into that type of level, then he needs to produce this postseason right now, starting now. Max, did you? I heard you were about. I, to I've jump been in. saying that for three years. About time. Okay. All right. Is that all, Max? Away. You were gonna yell. You've been saying that for three years. That's all you had to say. <laughs> That's all. I mean, he's got to hit the ball. All right. He's gotta, you know, step up. All right. Well, just give me a couple moments, Max, and then we'll get to your big news of the sports world. But I just need to say this as a Mets fan. My season came to an end this past Sunday. Uh, Well, for baseball as a whole, just real quick, I I didn't want to dive too much into it because MLB playoffs last so long that I think there will be future episodes. But to me, out of all the professional sports leagues, MLB should have an asterisk next to this season for so many different reasons, whether it was the stupid 10th inning rule, whether it was shortening doubleheaders to 7 inning games, Rod Manfred and the entire Major League Baseball organization was a complete joke, complete disgrace with this shortened season. I can't wait for a full regular year. But I digress. Victor, real quick though. Yeah. You're you're a Mets fan, right? So you like the NL. Do you like having a DH? Do you want to see that continue? You know what? You You know what? Honestly, Tommy. uh, By the way, Tom or Tommy? Tommy is fine. Okay, Tommy. I'm not sure. I've gotten yelled at before for calling someone Chris when their name is Christian. So I just wanted to double check. No, I appreciate that, but you're good. Yeah. If. The biggest thing with baseball nowadays, Tommy, is how do they get fans that don't tune in, right? And they're always searching for ways. They're always trying to figure out ways to make the game more exciting. Exactly. If the DH does that in your mind and we need to compromise, by all means, install the DH. I'm okay with the DH at this point. I'm I'm not a purist when it comes to that. But when it comes to an, a full baseball game, it has to be nine innings. When it comes yes. to extra inning games, you can't just start with the runner magically in scoring position. To me, that's too gimmicky. That's too much of a trick. That 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 to me is like little league rules just to get the game over with. Yeah, like you have like you have a time limit that you have to beat. Exactly, exactly. And Tommy, listen, 
I watch baseball games. You watch baseball games, Max. You watch baseball games. It's not that often. Well, maybe not as much as us, Max. But it's not that often that extra inning games go into the 20, uh, 20s or deeper I than that. I, I was I had this exact conversation with somebody earlier today about this rule. I I agree a million percent with you. They end in the they go eleven or twelve. Rarely do they go to distance like seventeen, eighteen. You know, I I agree with you a million percent. Yeah, like it's not it's not so often of a problem that you need to figure out the solution to it. I I just don't understand. And and again, there are other rules that you could maybe persuade me, but I think. That rule in particular and the seventh and what what was your take on the seventh inning doubleheaders? Again, to me, I understand they happen more this season because of the whole pandemic. But going forward, that that cannot stick. I mean, th- I think this year you had to do it with how how many consecutive days guys were playing, and then if you threw a doubleheader in there. I think it just made sense with how condensed the season was, but I, I'm also not a huge fan of it. It depends though. Like, I don't know, early in the season, I think it makes more sense to keep it nine, but say you're having double headers in like late September. I wouldn't mind that those were seven innings just to keep playoff teams more fresh. I agree. But it, it is very weird. I, very weird. I understand that point, Tommy. And that's definitely not the worst argument I've ever heard. It's just to me, Baseball nine innings is like baseball being played on a diamond. It just it, it's just yeah. been that way, and that's something you can't change, in my opinion. And it's also you know, like for the Mets, you you got a seven inning doubleheader and you got the Grom going. You, you might as well not even let the guys go out to the bullpen. Why even waste? Agreed. That there? yes, yes. You know, like if you have a great starter that's just going to carry you seven. So I hundred I I I'm not a huge fan of the seven innings doubleheader. It's going to be interesting to see where they take it moving forward, but I can I kind of understand both sides of it. But this mm-hmm. season, they I think they definitely had to do it. Yeah. Now, getting back to my Mets is once again their season came to an end this past Sunday. Once again, more often than not, the season was a disappointment from Cespedes to Stroman to Stroman Je- did you dirty. Yeah, to did Lowry. To Thor, there were so many disappointments with this team. But you know what? Another you know what thing came to an end. Too? Oh, what? Is I, I won. I was really rooting for Rosas. I remember him back when he was coaching. You know the B Mets or Rumble Ponies, whenever they were at the time. I was an intern at a news station. I interviewed him a couple times. Like I, I was really rooting for him, hoping he would do well. But. I also feel bad for Beltron. I know he was a part of the cheating scandal and stuff like that, but he wasn't. I I do think Beltron could be a good MLB manager. So can I? He, and and it he was loves the game. He knows the game, and I feel like he kind of got a raw deal out of it, not even getting a shot. So so do I. So do I. I I think that Beltron got screwed, even though he was part of the Houston Astros whole cheating scandal. It's not like but he, he wasn't in management though. He was not player. in management. Not no, in management. And and uh, it wasn't like a core situation where he brought over the cheating ways to Boston. Beltran had yet to coach a game for the New York Mets. He did nothing wrong with the New York Mets, and the Mets felt that, 
all of a sudden that they had to be held to the highest honors and let him go. But getting back to what I was about to say, the season came to an end Sunday, and you know what else did? The Wilpon owning the team. Jeff Wilpon owning the New York Mets is all but done because Steve Cohn is coming to town. And my grandma always used to tell me, Victor, you don't hate anyone. Hate is a very strong word. My parents also always told me that. I hate Jeff Wilpon. He is a loser. The Mets did nothing but lose under him besides 2006, 2015. I am so happy to see this loser, this disgrace to the team, to the city, to his family, no longer the majority owner of this team. I do not care what happens to this man moving forward. I am just so happy that he is gone. He is by far my least favorite, my most hated figure in New York sports, if not all sports. And I know that New York is not, um, is not, um, unfamiliar with bad owners, whether it's James Dolan or Chris Johnson, Woody Johnson, all of them. Fred Wilpon, if baseball was more popular and the Mets were New York's team, he would take the cake. He is a loser. He will always be a loser. He's a smudge, small little man. I wish you nothing but the worst. Goodbye and good riddance to Jeff Wilpon. I just had to get that off my chest. Wow. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Yeah. I just had to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then also a really quick story, if you guys can bear with me. Saturday night, I was out at a bar right outside Washington uh, National Stadium. And I, I had a couple beers in me at this point. And I see this girl walking by. And right behind her is J.D. Davis of the New York Mets. And I'm like, yo, are you J.D.? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, no, you're not. He takes out his ID from his wallet and shows it to me. And I was like, holy shit. JD, I'm a big fan. I love the Mets. And I start asking him questions like, what do you think about Steve Cohen? Do you think Luis Rojas is the long-term answer? All this happening while his girlfriend, apparently, my friends told me, were like trying to pull him away from him talking to me. He was nice enough to take a picture with me. But I I was like, again, I know no other... No other person would even recognize him, but he's one of he's one of those guys on the team that is just a fan favorite in my eyes, and he's one of my personal favorites. So I just wanted to share that story. But Max, I put you through enough torture. Let's move on to some basketball talk, and obviously, the biggest headline right now is now that both of the conference finals have wrapped up. We have our teams for the NBA Finals. It will be the LA Lakers versus the Miami Heat. And first, I just want to recap how these teams got there. Max will take care of the Heat, but I have the Lakers. So the Lakers this past offseason overhauled their roster. They traded for Anthony Davis. Everyone knew it was coming. It was only a matter of time. They finished with the best record in the Western Conference. 52-19 and 19 overall. Number one seed. Their first playoff appearance since 2013. LeBron, in year 17, had an MVP caliber season. 
at 35 years old, finished second in the MVP voting. In the first round, the Lakers defeated Portland 4-1. In the second round, LA defeated Houston 4-1. And when you know it, in the Western Conference Finals, they defeated Denver four games to one. This is their first finals appearance since 2010. Once again, LeBron James is back in the finals. And then Davis making his finals debut. And Max, I'll let you take care of their counterpart, the Miami Heat. How did they get here? Heat and six. That's how they got there. Okay. Paul Pierce, Bill Simmons, Rosillo, Zeitner. How you feeling? That's not <laughs> what I asked. But no, I had to put that in there. Uh, no, um, you know, Boston was a tough team for them, but uh, Miami just had more guts, better coach than that man-child Brad Stevens. And uh, LeBron's, you know, it's it's so poetic that the Heat finally get back to the finals and they got to play, play uh, you know, even though LeBron's a Heat guy, a lot of Heat fans, he he's kind of like, you know, I'm trying to – Dan Lebitar put it in a good uh, phrase today. He said the Heat are kind of like a cult because, you know, culture. <laughs> heat are kind of like a cult if you think about it. They don't – not that you guys know, like, all the people that work there, nor do, nor do I do. But they all, they've all been there since Pat Riley's been there for about 25 years. Nobody leaves, really, in that organization. And then LeBron's the one guy who left, really. And there's a lot of tension there. Dwayne Wade left. Yeah. Did he come back? Wow. He came back and got a Jimmy Butler. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, yeah. Once again, always being a team player, that Dwayne Wade. I agree. Yep. Yeah. So it's just it, – and then just – I mean, that's more of the grand scheme thing. But I'm you know, I'm really, I'm really, happy for Coach Spo because even right now he gets a lot of shit for the national media because they just don't watch games and they just think he's bad for some reason. Uh, I went on Twitter today and just – it blows my mind how people just forget about – Chris Bosh getting uh, blood clots, and they went 11-30 of the year after the big three left. Everyone left, and then uh, they went 30-11, got Bam out of bye on that pick at 14, and then you see the Lakers getting ball, and uh, Sixers drafted Fultz, and uh, honestly, Bam's probably going second in that draft with Tatum first, maybe even Bam, and then Mitchell. They don't tank. Uh, then this year's draft, even though I did not want Tyler Hero, not that I thought he couldn't shoot, but I just thought he was a little too slow and short-armed and whatever, but and now Coach Bo's got a team that we're in the finals against LeBron James against the Lakers. If you would have told me that last year, I'd have been probably laughing in your face. So, uh, I, yeah, mm, it's the Heat are... Uh, that wasn't terrible, Max, but you also warned me saying, you know, you were going to be in rare form and for me to, quote, buckle up, end quote, you know that was on the scale of 10 that was about a four but all right tommy are you i know max became a heat fan after lebron's decision are are you a heat fan as yeah. well or uh so it's weird I, i've never been a huge like diehard nba guy i tried getting into it when the nets moved to brooklyn gotcha. and then they made the worst trade in sports history yeah. and then when i lived with max i watched almost every heat game with him so I don't want to say I'm jumping on that bandwagon. I want to say like I have a I'm a huge NBA like I don't have like a team. I love I watch games. I want to say I follow any specific team though or anything. I got you. It I gotta say. So we we were talking earlier, very beginning of the show about the uh, playoffs and how I think I personally think hockey. Not that I'm a diehard hockey fan. They have the most exciting playoffs in sports, but this NBA bubble, I I think it's been awesome. 
every game has been entertaining and fun to watch for the most part. And I, I can't wait for this finals. Yeah, no, and Max, just to go back on your point, something I love about the Heat, and there's no question they are the underdogs in this series, but as a team, as a whole, they're true underdogs because I I saw this tweet and I thought it was pretty amazing. Tyler Hero, 13th overall pick. Bam, 14th. Jimmy Butler, 30th. Jay Crowder, 34th. Drogic, 45th. Duncan Robinson, undrafted you love to see that and max i've said this a couple times throughout the playoffs is that this team yes i know that jimmy butler is looked at as the batman of this team he's the guy but they don't have necessarily that big three or even a big two they just play together they gel together they play like a team and Oh, uh, sorry on, to cut you off, Victor. Aaron Judge, two-run homer. <laughs> oh, really? I saw that. I didn't want to say anything. Damn, okay. All right. time. Yeah. No, I know. Uh, like I said, this is a big uh, postseason for him. But getting back to the Heat, they uh, – Eric Spolstra deserves a lot of credit with this because he's been able to formulate a game plan to get the most out of his players. He should have gotten credit in the big three years. That's true. Okay. Yeah, it's a, no. I, I've had enough of this damn national media. Oh well, you never won fifty games without LeBron James and do it. Oh, shut the hell up! You watch games, you don't. You just don't watch games. Now, see that? No, you want more? Was you coming some, in in rare form. Name no. on bio, not making NBA thirteen when that bum from Utah go bear came and post up. Please, I've had enough. And let me tell you something, LeBron. You know damn well. If the world was normal right now, that man would be shaking in his boots going back to Miami for game three. You think he wants that smoke, that fan base? Oh, stop. Oh, my God. Max, he's faced tougher environments. Let me give you some numbers, Victor. Give me a break. When he was in Cleveland going back home, even though he's from Akron anyways, uh, he went 0-4 in Miami as a Cleveland Cavalier. Uh 0-4. I thought he sat. Didn't he sit most of those games, though? Sat out two of them. Okay, so he's really 0-2 in those games. Yeah, he's 0-2. No, he was six. Because they played six games. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, 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 I got you. I thought you were just yeah. saying over. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Okay. I'm telling you right now, too. D-Wade courtside, Bosch courtside, chirping him. Oh, my God. Pat Riley sits up in, the I think, the third or fourth roll. You know, he's sitting, he's sitting right by that bench. Okay. Anyway, I think that overall, though, the Lakers should be the favorites. And I do have them winning this series. But, I mean, I hope so. But I give... The advantage, coaching wise, to the Miami Heat. Can you Vogel. let me talk? No, I'm not. Because Frank Vogel too, that bum. I know, I know. You oh, know Miami. what? Honestly, there's been a couple times where I have completely forgotten that he is the head coach of the Lakers. Just he looks because like that guy from Pack Little Jokers, Joe Gatto, is just about. Yeah, to say yeah, that. he, he does. Like he does. <laughs> he does. I'll give you that. But yeah, so I think that they definitely have the advantage. When it comes to the coaching, but other than that, I think that the Lakers blow them out talent-wise, and I think that there's just too many. You think they really blow them out talent-wise, though? Yeah, that, I, mean, I was going to say. I don't think. I mean, superstars, yeah, like, top-heavy. That very... I mean, that's what the Lakers are all about. Though LeBron James, who is arguably still the best player in the league, and then Anthony Davis, who's going to stop those two? Rondo is looking like Rondo of old. It's going to take a team effort for Miami to stop them, but Miami's deeper. 
All right, Max, but what do you think? Do you all right, do you think that Spo goes back to playing his own, like what he switched up to against the Celtics, or do you think they play straight up? I, th- I think um, depending on who L.A. has, uh, if they play a zone, they got to make Rondo shoot, even though he's been shooting better, but you live with that because LeBron's probably going to pick apart that zone. It's going to be hard for Miami to rebound, especially if Lakers are play big out of the zone. Probably going to have Anthony Davis at the uh, high post area. I, I think Miami's going to mix it up a lot. Um, I'm, I'm actually writing a story after this uh, podcast, but I can break some things down for you, what Miami needs to do to win this game, but – no, LA's obviously they got the stars. They're top heavy, but I mean KCP scare you. Danny Green has men good. Caruso is uh, seven for twenty-four from three, a catch and shoot threes. So if you know if he hits threes, then you live with it. I know, but we're talking about LeBron James, who is capable of averaging a triple double yeah, well, in the, the finals. Yeah, can get assist. What happened? The thing with LeBron, don't make if you're Miami, he cannot get any assists really. If he's charging to the hoop. The guy who's the guy in the corner's got to hedge and stop him, and then let him kick it out. Even though I know that's what I'm basically saying, but but LA needs to shoot threes. And if you're Miami, let them get um, let them shoot threes. Even though I just said, oh, LeBron can't get assists. If they're shooting the ball, if LA's shooting uh threes, you live with it. That's the only assist you can give. But LeBron's gonna get his regardless. So you just got to make it hard for him. And listen, Max, if LeBron wasn't on the other side, I could even see myself rooting for the Miami Heat because, again, I like their gritty, tough style of play. I love Jimmy Butler calling them a bunch of dogs. And them you goons. Re- what what'd you say, Tommy? Sorry. Them, them goons down in Dade County. Yeah, exactly. And you can – I mean, you see the type of player – the type of attitude, the type of culture, like you were talking about, Max, that Jimmy Butler brings with himself. And uh, listen, in Minnesota, it did not fit. With Miami, it was a match made in heaven. And I'll be honest with you, the Heat are ahead of schedule, in my opinion. It's fantastic they were able to make the NBA Finals, even though me and you had them advancing after seeing them in that first round of the playoffs we changed our picks from the bucks to the heat but max i mean they were expected to get another big time star this offseason and then take that next step they're already there and they already have an opportunity at that nba championship yeah no like you said they're definitely um year ahead of schedule which is good and you know hero bam even jimmy uh, you know, they're getting final experience now. So Exactly, exactly. And they're showing up. That. Tyler yeah. Hero just averaged over 20 points in the Eastern Conference Finals, and Paul Pierce is saying that he hasn't done it in the regular season. Just mind-boggling that Paul Pierce is allowed to be in NBA. In and actually, season. real quick, I saw on Twitter, too, that uh, Paul Pierce, when he played the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals, he only averaged 18 points a game, and uh, Tyler <laughs> Hero averaged uh, 19.6. Never. I, it just, it's amazing how delusional he can be. He just takes L's left and right and just doesn't stop talking. I mean, you know, I, yeah, I was going to say, you know what the worst is about him is he always puts himself in a position to look bad. I know. He, I know. he just doesn't get it either. Like, he's like, <laughs> he was probably like the second tier of the stars in his day, which is Paul Pierce actually a good player. But like, he's no, he was. Now. He was. Well, he thinks he's like up there. Well, I guess you have to be your biggest fan or else no one else will be. So I guess that's the approach that he's taken. But, yeah, but he's not playing anymore. Like if you're no, playing, you, got, you have to have that. But you're an analyst now. You get paid for like a real opinion, not just not. Don't get personal all the time. I know. I know. Because Miami always beat you half the time. I agree. 
I agree. Wow, but, that doesn't that sound that doesn't sound personal at all, Max. Why you don't like him? Just because Miami beat him. Fuck me, that's a fact. All right, so prediction time, Max. I am sorry. I am expecting a good close series, but I'm going with L.A. in six. Okay. Max, would you like to go, or would you like our guest to go first? Uh, he can go first. Tommy, who do you have winning? I, I, this pick kept me up all night last night. I, I, I honestly don't know. I, I think I'm going Lakers in seven. I think it's going to come down to coaching for the Heat and their depth to keep them in it. But I just – I don't know if – how Bam can stop AD. Like, I know Bam's legit, but I think AD's going to get his and LeBron's going to get his and they're going to get a chip together. Maxwell. I'm going in uh, – what number did uh, LeBron wear in Miami? <laughs> six. Heat and six. You're such a foul. All right. All right. No, I mean, I, again, with it – I think this would shock me, but I wouldn't be terribly upset. It just, listen, LeBron cannot afford another finals loss. No, so That's this is all why, I'll say. This is why, don't get me wrong, I'm stressed out because, you know, anytime your team's in the finals or anything. Oh, agreed, agreed. Obviously. But the Heat don't have any pressure on them. No, they agreed. I, have, you know, they're playing, what's the phrase, house money? Or is that the phrase people say? Yeah, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I feel like that's what they're doing. L.A., you know, they got a lot on their plate right now. A.D., LeBron, those two have to be the guys, which, I, which you know, most of the time they will be. Well, but it's, it's the others have to step up for that team. Max, which, I, I, wait, just real quick, Tommy, sorry. We just said it. The Heat really aren't even supposed to be here right now. Yeah. The Lakers went out and got Anthony Davis, and there was so much talk about getting him last season, which is partly of the reason why last year turned so sour once they got him, championship yeah. expectations were, right. you know, on the line. It was finals or bust with this team. And they've made it so far, but the job is not done. Yep. And, again, it's not, oh, well, you know, we took a step in the right direction. LeBron's not getting any younger. Just because he had a great season this year doesn't guarantee anything next year. We know year Davis has uh an injury history we don't know if we're gonna get a healthy anthony davis all of next year they need to take advantage of this opportunity when they can and they need to finish it off they are they were expected to win the finals now they have to win the finals yep tommy you're talking how they're there's a lot on LA's plate. The two guys, honestly, I, I think who are nervous about this playoffs, or maybe not nervous, but I think have they have something to live up to. It is one Anthony Davis? They gave up all those assets for him. His first time on the big stage, like this is where he can show, like, all right, I got the stuff. Like anybody can be good in the regular season. Not anybody, but it's it's a different level when you get to this point. So I think Anthony Davis realizes, like, this is where I need to step up and prove that I am the best big man in the game, which he already is. But think about if he can take it that next step. And honestly, Kuzma, he gets a lot of hate from even Lakers fans. Like, he was the untouchable piece in that trade for Anthony Davis. If, if he can ball out in this finals and prove that he was the right piece to keep, I, I think that'll do a lot for him, his, like, morale and – but the opposite, if he plays terrible, he gets shut down. I think that's a terrible look for him, and I think he, he might be a little nervous about that. Agreed. And then he goes from an untouchable last 
offseason to, hey, let's dangle this guy out there and see what we can get in return so that we can improve for next year. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So, Max, is there anything else you'd like to close out with before we move on to our next NBA topic? Uh. No, I agree with Tommy. Kuzma, I mean, it, it's not even Kuzma. Well, yeah, it's Kuzma to an extent, but Lakers need a third guy. Like I said before, me and Victor were talking before the podcast uh, was getting running running up. I think he's only averaged 12 points a game, and that's like the third highest on the team. So somebody yeah. on the Lakers definitely needs to be that third guy for them. So if it's not him, then I don't know who it's going to be. I was going to say, who, who is that guy? Say say Bam shuts down AD and uh, Crowder and Butler shut down LeBron. Who Who's the next bucket getter on that team? Is it Kuzma or the way Rondo's shooting? Is it him? I mean – and who who guards Kuzma for the Heat? Duncan who, Robinson. Yeah, you can probably. I mean, if Kuzma's beating him off the dribble, and if he's doing all that, then you let. Then you know, you, it is what it is. If Kuzma's beating you, then you let that happen. Just like okay. the same thing with Rondo. I mean, honestly, KCP's been pretty. It's probably been their third best player, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So, no, it's. it's it's going to be a matter of fact who's the third guy on the uh, on the Lakers. Well, just like how I said about the Miami Heat, I feel that you could say this is kind of the opposite for the Lakers is that I feel that with with the Miami Heat, a different guy each night could go out there and be the X factor or the difference in a game. With the Lakers, it's more like they kind of need LeBron and or AD to get the job done or they're kind of put in a tough situation. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right. So moving on. So me and Tommy both have the Lakers. We both agree that it's going to be a good, tough, played series. Max is rolling with this heat. Max, in all seriousness, wishing nothing but the best of luck with this NBA Finals. But let's talk about another LA basketball team that made some news today and that was their decision to let go of their head coach and I'm talking about Doc Rivers and the LA Clipper LA Clippers he was with the team since 2013 he had an overall record of 356 wins 208 losses he led to the he led the team to the playoffs in six of the seven years he was the head coach however he only won three playoff series during his tenure guys when you think about the clippers the past seven years that doc rivers was the head coach you obviously think of lob city you think about this past year but to me disappointment is the first word that comes to mind. Tommy, what did you think about this move? Was it justified by the Clippers? Honestly, I, I think it's one of those situations where you respect what the guy's done for you and what he did help with your franchise. It didn't work out the way you wanted, but sometimes you just need a change of scenery. You know, they, the Clippers brought in a lot of new pieces last offseason. This year it didn't work. Maybe they bring in a new guy this year. And um, you know Kawhi and Paul George are going to be in on that conversation with who the next guy is going to be. Everyone's thinking, you know, most people think it's going to be Ty Lue. But I, I do feel bad for Doc Rivers to an extent. But, again, I think this is more of like, hey, thanks a lot, but we, we need to mix things up. Uh, good luck the rest of your, your way. Max, what do you think? Do you think this was the right move by the Clippers? You know, I 
I'm still kind of undecided on this move, to, to be honest with you. In a sense that I, I know Doc uh, was pretty bad in that uh, three to one series against Denver. But at the same time, you know, it's not like he was shooting the ball off the side of the uh, backboard like Paul George was. And, no, you know, Paul, no, no. Playoff P is yeah, how he will be referred. <laughs> and, you know, uh, Kawhi didn't have the best series, really. I mean, he put up numbers, but at the end of the day, when you blow a 3-1 lead, I don't care what numbers you put up. But, I mean, I <clears throat> I don't know. I, I, I honestly would have tried to trade Paul George if I were them, to be honest with you, because – I don't know if you guys have seen, but we've seen. But that's how like, they got Kawhi to come. Yeah. Well, no, I get that, but I mean, Paul. I mean, Kawhi wanted Doc Rivers to coach him too, so that's what, true. What was, that's true. That's you know, true. so I don't yeah. know. So, but I mean, it looks like he made his answer. You know, he'd rather stick with Paul George than Doc. But I mean, I don't know if that's really. It just seems weird to me that he wanted the. He pointed in that uh, article last year. Sham said that Kawhi pointed at Doc saying, "I want you to coach me," and then one year you're gonna. Yeah, agreed. And they're like blessing the. Yeah, you know, it's okay if he goes. I don't know. It's just. No, I agree with you, Max. And here's the thing. I mean, that news was kind of shocking to me. Who knows if this is the end of it or not? They might just completely blow it up, or maybe maybe not completely blow it up, but even start listening to trade offers for Paul George and try to surround Kawhi with more talent, but. Max, we talked about it before the show, and I, I I don't love this move, and I'll tell you why. I understand, like you said, Tommy, a change of senior, shaking something up, right? But I understand that when, think about the Raptors a couple years back. Think about DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry always having success in the regular season, and then coming Come playoff time, they always faltered. They always fell short, right? They changed it up by replacing Dwayne Casey for Nick Nurse. Now, I understand they went out and get Kawhi Leonard as well, but that's an instance where you try the same formula for a couple of years, and you're like, you know what? We need to change something, either the players or the coaching staff. I understand it in that instance. This time around, I don't get it. Because you just got two key pieces for your franchise in Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Yes, I know Playoff P did not live up to his self-given name. However, I still think that it was too, too short of a time period to let go of Doc Rivers. I do not think that he was the main problem with this team now i understand it was his third time blowing a 3-1 series lead there is no excuse for that but to me it the team was still fresh it was still new still trying it out and i feel that they made a rash decision now when i start to think what happens next for the clippers a name that comes to mind and i am rooting for him because he has yet to been given a second chance Mark Jackson. Oh, please get him I off think the booth. Mark Jackson. I know you hate he him. He sucks. Okay, that's not the debate right now. Max, who do the Clippers bring in next? Well, can I add on to your uh, Nick Nurse and uh, um, Raptor thing? Yes, that was a little different. When Masai was when Masai got that job, Casey was there, and he was trying to fire him, but they kept on making the playoffs. 
And then after uh, LeBron, you know, beat the Raptors every year. What did I right just say? What did I just say? Well, no, I'm, no. My point is though is that Masai never hired uh, Dwayne Casey, so that's why. Oh, he, he, okay. Yeah, so that's what I'm just saying. But that's not what I meant. I was saying that just because. No, no, I get what you're saying. Like, I was putting little facts behind there. Yeah. Okay. All right. And Sorry, then, um, I apologize. I, uh, I mean, you, you kind of have to do the Kevin Durant approach and Kyrie. Whatever those two want, you kind of just have to do because they have an opt-out after this year, and they don't have any picks until uh, – I think I read something how who's ever six – the last um, – the next time the Clippers can get a draft pick, that kid is in sixth grade right now. Oh, well, um, yeah, because of that Paul George trade. Yeah, I, so I forgot how much they did the give same up. approach, really. Whoever they want. I would probably get the leader right now looks like Ty Lue, but then I uh, somebody on I think it was maybe uh, the jump said or some reporter said that um, Ty Lue and Pat Bev got like heated during the Denver series a lot and like didn't don't really care for each other too much. But I mean that's an easy fix you can trade and you Pat get Bev. rid of Pat. Beverly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pat Bev did a lot more talking than actually playing. I, mean, I said on the podcast that whole team did. They acted like they did no, something. No, I know, I know, I agree, I agree. But yeah, probably with Ty Lue, I guess. But yeah. I don't know, really. Like, there's, it's, I'm still kind of shocked by this move, honestly. Tommy, what do you think? Do you think they have a name in mind already, or do you have uh, another name that, that you want to throw into the pool? I mean, I, I think it's got to be Ty Lue just because he was around the team this year. If I ha if I had a gun to my head, I had a pick. I mean, maybe Mark Jackson, also just name out there. Would Mike D'Antoni go there? Does he really want to stay in the West, or, or what does his future really look like? I, I, I honestly have no idea. Yeah, you know what my problem is with Ty Lue, and I, again, you guys can tell me if I'm wrong. My problem is, you know how we talked about how we almost forget that Frank Vogel is the head coach of the Lakers? Because really, at the end of the day, it's LeBron James and Anthony Davis just getting the job done. Mm -hmm. My thing yeah. with Ty Lue is I understand that he won a championship, but again, that was with LeBron James doing his thing in Cleveland. He was basically the star player, the coach, and the general manager. So I don't know if Ty Lue has really earned anything in my eyes. Because remember, he took over a team that didn't make the NBA Finals a year before with David Blatt. It was just that... David Blatt and LeBron James never really saw eye to eye. God, David Blatt. Oh, that guy had a Yeah, what do you think that guy's doing right now? I, I actually think he's coaching overseas. He was really? the uh he was working with the Knicks as like a consultant. Yeah, okay. So yeah, we're <laughs> yeah, we don't have to dive into that. But uh, so uh, to me to me, Ty Lue just doesn't really do it. Like I don't know if Kawhi at this point is the general ma uh master type of player where he can just control everything. I still I think that... I would disagree, Victor. Really? Yeah, what, what did Kawhi do I mean, last he had a great coach in Doc Rivers, and he no, fell saying, short. What did he, what did he do last offseason? He controlled the whole offseason. No, but I'm saying that, like, LeBron doesn't need to be coached in-game. He can be the coach himself. Can you say the same about Kawhi Leonard? I don't know. No, I, eh, I mean... I think Kawhi is, is – no, this isn't a bad thing. I think he's more worried about himself. 
like what he has to do to get ready to play basketball, and he just wants everyone else to like you know grow agree, up agree. So yeah, I, but, I can see. I, that. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that have we seen enough to believe Ty Lue can be an NBA head coach? Have we seen enough that he can take he can fix the Clippers' issues? I mean, can you, I? I think he should go ahead, Tommy. I was gonna say, can't you make the counter argument though for Doc Rivers? You know, he's had all a bunch of talent around him a lot in his career. He's only got that one Finals win with Boston, and those Celtics years. I mean, those teams were stacked, and then Lob City. Those teams, they were never really projected to win a Finals, but they're they should have done more than win one series. No, agreed, agreed. And I I actually said that to start off the segment. I said the first thing that comes to mind with Doc Rivers is disappointment. Because yeah. you think about those lobs of the years, Tommy, and you're exactly right. You know, to categorize them as a consistent title contender, eh, I think that's a little bit of a stretch. But yeah, yeah. they should have made it past the second round a couple of different times. They that's what I'm saying. Like they, they, they were won. never, they were never like a favorite, but they they should have been more competitive than they were. Exactly. And if you take a look at what happened this year. Everyone was so high on the Clippers after last year where they had no one and everyone credited Doc Rivers that was like, oh, well, you just had two superstars to this team and they obviously should be the finals favorite. I think this whole thing stems more from them blowing a 3-1 series lead than anything else. Like, I think that I don't think that we'd be talking about this change if they just lost the series to the Nuggets in a more normal fashion, let's say. All right, so I, I got a question then. Do I mean no one saw him getting fired really regardless? But say they say they beat the Nuggets and they get swept or they lose in five to the Lakers. Do you still think he gets fired? No. 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 no I was gonna Do you? No, I was I agree. I just wasn't sure how you guys felt about it. Yeah. No, because Again, I just listen. I had the Clippers beating the Lakers, but if you sat here and told me that the Lakers beat the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bat an eye. It, it came down to those two teams. Yeah, and, and at the end of the day, I think that really talent-wise, I, I mean, I don't know. Because, again, you could argue the Clippers were more deep than the Lakers, but superstar per superstar, I'd still give the edge to the Lakers just because Davis better than Paul George in my eyes. And playoff Davis has been a lot better than playoff P. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the guy gave himself a nickname and doesn't show up. That is just preposterous, but... All right, Max, is there any other NBA news? Tommy, is there anything that I left off the list that you would like to talk about? Oladipo apparently is ready to move on from the Pacers, so that means that the Knicks will trade future assets, the young (laughs) players that they have on their roster for an overrated star. Um, Doc Rivers, any locations, guys? There was talks about him going to New Orleans. You know what I would love for him to do because I'm a petty person. I would love for him to go to OKC and have all those draft picks they get for Paul George. That would be great. I could also see him having a conversation with the Rockets. I see that doesn't make sense to me. Why? Any any reason? I just don't. I don't see Doc Rivers. Who 
I, I just don't think he would want to coach James Harden and Westbrook. I just don't. And that, I just, that team's just not that good. I'm sorry. Okay. No, I, I mean, Max, we, we talked about, it, but if I'm Doc Rivers, I'm not in any rush to get back to coaching unless I'm put into a good situation. And I think the spot for him is if I was Doc Rivers, sorry to cut you off, I think no, I would have Pelicans. See, I would try. That's the really, job I would want. Are you high on the Pelicans, though? Yeah, because you know why? It's not a big market, and he's been dealing with Boston, L.A. Where I mean, I know it's the Clippers, but it's still L.A. He got heat. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's still L.A., you know, yeah. New Orleans is more of a smaller – it's more of a football area. Um, He can, you know, not try to win now and maybe develop talent. And that they got a lot of talent on that team. They can make a trade if they wanted to for Holiday. But at the same time, he left Boston because he didn't want to rebuild. And now he's 59. He's – obviously seven years older, so I don't know what he wants to do. But honestly, if if I'm not taking the Pelicans job, I'm probably going to sit out a year. I was That's what I was going to say. Is yeah. A, a let, sit out a year and then maybe find, like, that perfect fit that you want. Yeah. But, yeah, well, it all depends. I mean, maybe he's he could just be done with coaching maybe even. He, he never said that he was about I to mean, retire. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, in all honesty, it, it, if the Knicks were still looking for their head coach – and they didn't already have Thibs. I would love if he came to the New York Knicks, even with their current state of a roster. I think we all forgot about the Sixers. I think that team. Oh yeah, that would cool. be a good team. Um, yeah, I would probably do the Pelicans or the Sixers, and if that's and that's really it. I would go Seventy Sixers and then the Pelicans, though, Max. No, I'm just saying those are the two. In oh general. yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Oh, and he could he could get that Lob City offense kind of running again with Ben Simmons and and Beat. I know it's not Blake Griffin and Chris Paul, but could the same built kind of. And the only thing that I'll say about Doc Rivers is, and again, I, I'm not I'm not changing my opinion on this. I still think disappointment comes to my mind when it comes to Rivers' tenure with the Clippers, but. Other than Blake Griffin, Doc Rivers kind of put the Clippers back on the basketball map. Kind of put that respect back into that organization. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Be, because, I mean, come on. Besides, besides that, yes, I know the Baron Davis days and all that, but they weren't. What? I said, what about Chris Paul? Well, that's why I got confused about, Max. Who came first? Was it Chris Paul or Doc Rivers? Chris Paul was there first. Because he he was there first. Dealt. Okay, so so yeah. again, Lob City as a whole, those two guys, DeAndre Jordan, you could sprinkle yeah. in there too, and Doc Rivers, again, put the Clippers back on the map. I just wasn't sure if Chris Paul came before Rivers or what the deal with that was. Yeah. But all right, let's move on to the NFL, guys. So last night, Monday Night Football, we had a matchup of two of the top-tier teams in the AFC but one looked a lot better than the other. Kansas City won the game 34 to 20. Patrick Mahomes big time completed 31 of 42 passes, accounted for five total touchdowns, four passing and one on the ground. While Lamar Jackson he wasn't he wasn't nearly as good. He finished 15 of 28. 97 passing yards. He was sacked four times, had a couple of fumbles, lost one. After the game, here's what Jackson had to say when the reporter asked him why the Chiefs gave him 
give him so much struggles. How do you get over as a team the hurdle of the Chiefs, where it seems like they're the the one team that uh, ah, Chris and I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what's so funny, guys. I mean, like, Neither first off, first off, if I was a Ravens fan, I'd be pissed that my so-called franchise quarterback is making a joke after my team just got their ass kicked by the same team again. But let me get back. Since becoming the starter for Baltimore, Jackson is 21 against the rest of the NFL, but 0-3 against the Chiefs. Tommy, I'll start with you. Listen, I I was serious. I, I wasn't a big fan of Lamar Jackson's answer right there. To me, as a franchise quarterback, after you were kind of embarrassed. I, I mean, a lot of people have this as a preview to the AFC Championship game. And you got smoked. Your counterpart, Patrick Mahomes, went out there and balled. One looked like a former uh, NFL MVP, while the other looked like it was his rookie season. What did this game show us? Is this a preview of the AFC Championship? Uh, Well, no, I don't think so. I personally think that it's going to be the Steelers versus the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. I just love the Steelers' defense to carry them to that point. But to the point of Lamar Jackson, I, I, I know he won MVP last year, but the Ravens threw the ball less than anybody else in the NFL. I think Lamar is a freak athlete, and I do think he – like I know those people who say, oh, he should play wide receiver. No, he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. I just don't think he's that good. He's 0-3 whenever he's had to throw the ball 34 more times. They don't trust him to throw the ball a lot. He's 0-2 in the playoffs. It, when teams force him to beat you with his arm, he doesn't He doesn't do it. The key to the Ravens' success, this is what they did all year last year, was they got ahead early, and then they ran the ball. And then what they did to help Lamar is they ran a ton of play action, which allowed him to extend the ball down the field because he has a great arm. And he's very accurate put, pushing the ball downfield. But I just if, – if I need – it show, what last night showed me, honestly, is because Lamar is a good quarterback. I, I don't think he's that upper echelon. He did win MVP last year. I don't want to take anything away from him. But there is a huge gap in the NFL from, like, Wilson and Mahomes and the rest of the NFL. That's what last night really showed me. Max, what what do you think? That what did last night show you? Well, I think it's a couple of things. I think one, you know, it's still week three. Um, I wouldn't think, you know, they could still play each other. AFC Championship game wouldn't surprise me. Um, yeah, what Tommy Tommy is right. Um, you know, Baltimore is a team that needs to get ahead. They can't play from behind. That's you know, and against against uh, getting behind against Kansas City, obviously that's not good. You're not going to win. Um. I did see a couple drop balls in the game. I forget when that mattered in the game or not, but, you know, that obviously doesn't help him uh, when guys are dropping balls. Um, the playoff thing, you know, against the Titans last year, it wasn't all on him, but, you know, he definitely didn't play well. He threw uh, the ball 59 times in that game. He had two picks. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, uh, that's, the, that's the easy thing to say is, oh, it's just his fault. But, you know. I'm not saying it's just his fault, but, again, <laughs> when they needed him, he threw the ball 59 times and they only scored 12 points. At what point does when he ha, when he's taking control of the game and they don't score points, when does that not fall on him? I mean, he can't tackle Derrick Henry, can he? All right, I'll give you that. Ooh. No, I'm just saying though. Max doesn't I, usually have good comebacks, but that was good. 
Oh, oh Victor, don't <laughs> he's, he's your league MVP. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, listen, it's yeah, it's what was the second year last year? Yes, yes, first full okay. year as I mean, a starter. And he's definitely gotten better as a passer, I think, from his rookie year till now. Oh, I still 100%. think I still think he's evolving as quarterback. Um, he's I still I mean that's kind of scary in a sense too that if he actually figures it out like a hundred percent, he's gonna be really scary. So I think it's just a bad loss for them. And uh, you know, honestly, they, they probably needed a smack in the mouth for uh, week four. Well, go on from there. Well, I I agree with you guys for the most part, right? Last night really didn't show me anything new. Chiefs perspective. The Chiefs are really good. We knew that. We knew they they're were like going Golden, to be. They're like Golden State of, of with Kevin Durant. Exactly, because they re- re- returned so many starters. Their coaching staff remained intact. You still have Patrick Mahomes, who is probably the front runner for MVP right there with Wilson and my guy Aaron Rodgers. But you, you just saw how explosive they could be. You, you've seen it the early part of the season. There's really nothing new we learned about the Chiefs. The Ravens, I don't think we necessarily learned anything new about them other than Lamar Jackson is still not at the point of his career that he can win you a game with his arm alone. Down 27-10 at halftime, you're not going to have many opportunities. You're not going to be calling as many run plays as you would in a close ball game or where you're even in the lead. So that takes away not only half of Lamar Jackson's game, but his better half. Now, again, Tommy, I'm I'm in 100% agreement with you. I've seen enough that he is an NFL quarterback at this league. I don't think that he should be disrespected, whether it's his size, whether it's not bad for a running back, any of that. I think that he deserves to be a quarterback at his league. More times than not, he has won you ball games. My biggest thing for Lamar Jackson is for him to take that next step because there are going to be instances, there are going to be games down the road in the playoffs where you are going to have to rely on Lamar Jackson's arm. And up to this point, we haven't seen him carry that load. We haven't seen him carry that weight. Yes, we've seen him have great passing attack. We've seen him have great games through the air, but we haven't necessarily seen it against the better teams. And so, uh, again, I thought last night was just more so of the same. I think there's a very good chance that this is the AFC Championship because it's not that I'm not sold on the other teams, but I still think that both these teams are the best teams in the AFC. It's just a smack in the face for the Ravens because it was a good opportunity to see how close you are to actually winning, um, not even winning the Super Bowl, but winning the AFC, how you compare to the arguably the only other team better than you in your conference, and you kind of got smacked down. I mean, Lamar Jackson was held to under 100 passing yards. He had just over, had just better than a 50% completion percentage. That's not what you want to see from your starting quarterback. And and again, like, if you if you name me to ask, if you ask me to name five quarterbacks I'd rather have over Lamar Jackson right now, I can't do it. Like, I, I do think he's in that type of tier. But, again, I just think last night Mahomes and, again, with Russell Wilson throwing five picks this, or touchdowns this week, we saw the the gap between, you know, one 
two, and then the rest of the league. That's that's like I said, that was my big takeaway from last night. And also, I I just I really need to see Lamar step up as a passer. Agree. He can do that. Like I think this defense can beat the Chiefs too. I know it didn't look great last night, but you have a good four man up front. I think Patrick Queen playing in the middle, I know he's a rookie, still learning, can do it. And your secondary is not terrible. They have the tools to beat this team. It's just going to take, one, they got to establish the ground game better than they did last night. Well, the biggest thing to being the Chiefs is honestly, to me, establishing a run game so that you keep possession of the ball. And that means that the ball isn't in Mahomes' hands. You need to win the time of possession battle. But I'm just thinking, look at what the Chargers did last week, though. Before, you know, Melvin Ingram went on IR, they they kept him, they kept Mahomes contained, drew tranquil, ran the middle of the field as a spy, doing what he needed to do, and then the secondary shut it down. And in all honesty, if Justin Herbert, who played really well, and if Anthony Lynn at the end of that game coached better, I, I do think the Chargers would have won that game last week. Yeah, well, I... Listen, I, I, we touched upon it a little bit last week. I just think that I, I agree with you. I thought there could have been better coaching. And again, it, Justin Herbert, but it was his first game. But uh, to me, to me, I just think that Mahomes at any point, and we even saw this in the Super Bowl last year, at any point of the game, he could just turn it on like a switch at the snap of his fingers he can turn it on to the next level and i don't think that you can fully stop him i think that you can do your best to contain and control him and i think the best way to do that is keeping the ball in your possession and making sure that he is off the field so i think that you're right that the ravens can win with their game plan they just need to execute it better and give credit to Spag, Steve Spagnolo, defensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, had a very good game plan against a dangerous weapon like Lamar Jackson and also kept one of the better tight ends, Mark Andrews, quiet for the most part of the night. Someone we rarely see having seven defensive backs on the field. That that's something that uh I I was uh I saw on Twitter first and then I was I was watching the game I saw and that's a pretty interesting game game uh plan. Max, do you have anything? Uh, I mean, listen, I'll take Lamar Jackson. No one else wants him. <laughs> and I didn't say that. I said I can't. I I can't name five other guys I'd rather have than Lamar. All right, real real quick, real quick. Wilson. I'm taking Wilson. Mahomes. Taking Mahomes. Aaron Rodgers. See, like that's are we talking to start in one game or to build around? Because right now I would take Rodgers just because he's playing. Okay, really let's well. just go right now because I I, I understand yeah, Rod- what you mean. Yeah, I'm going Rodgers too. I'm taking Rodgers. Deshaun Watson. 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 I'm going Watson too. Um, who else? Wentz has looked awful. awful See what I mean? That year. that's where that's where like the line stops. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think. Um, AFC South, no, Ryan, no, um, yeah, that that's. I'm trying to think of other quarterbacks, and that's I mean, really. If we're, Josh if we're talking like right now, just because he's playing. I mean, hot Josh Allen, but I'm taking I'm taking Lamar over Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, Josh cool. Allen. I'm not taking I'm not taking three game sample size. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. No, exactly. That, 
No, yeah. So, uh, again, I mean, I did a preseason top five, and I had Lamar coming in at number five, and just those four other guys I put ahead of him. So I think you're right. And, and again, I, I'm sure I'm forgetting one or two here or there, and, and some guys that you could do a toss-up maybe, um, some guys towards the end of their careers that are no longer in the conversation like Drew Brees. But, yeah, I, I, again, Tommy, I, I agree with you. Very few guys I would put ahead of Lamar Jackson and definitely, definitely has earned enough to be a starting quarterback in this league. Just I, I wasn't happy with his response last night after the game, and I think that it was a wake-up call, Max, like you said, to the Ravens. Yeah. All right, so some other storylines from this past week. Mitch Trubisky was finally <laughs> benched in Chicago's game against the Atlanta Falcons. Nick Foles took his place. He was named the starter moving forward. Guys, was this the right move? Max, I just want to say I've been pretty hot on my NFL season predictions. I said by week four, beat me by one week. I said by week four, Trubisky was going to be benched. I mean, listen, even Shaq hits a free throw once in a while. (laughs) Max, was it the right move by the Bears? Is his uh, time with Chicago done? I mean, I think I think his times are down in Chicago since they drafted him. But yeah, it, yeah, of course <laughs> it was the right move. I mean, you're they're gonna win more games with uh, Foles. So, I mean, you know, you know how the NFL is, and even sports in general, it's politics. They want Trubisky to you know squeeze out one more year with him to see if he's still the guy, and he's just not. And you know, they got Foles now, so it is what it is. Yeah. What about you, Tommy? Do you agree with Max on this one? Yeah, it was the right move. But the only thing I'm gonna say about it is. You can't go back at this point if you're Chicago. No, I agreed. Agreed. You, you got a full send with fulls at this point, and whatever happens, happens. Just buckle up and enjoy the ride, because I don't think Nick Foles is the answer, and Bears ownership is looking for like a scapegoat. But yeah, it's it's. I don't. Trubisky's definitely not the answer either. So I'm not saying that. Like I do agree with starting Foles. Why yeah. didn't they just sign Cam Newton in the offseason? That was the most logical Dude, move. it would have saved them draft picks, and it would have been the cheapest option. Yeah, it saved them draft a couple, picks yeah. and Cam. Yeah. 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 I, I I don't get that. I mean, I know because I think Nick Foles played with, like, the somebody on the coaching staff on the offensive side, but, I, okay, that's great. Give me Cam, give me Cam Newton right now. No, yeah. agreed, agreed. And and you look at the Chicago Bears team, and three, you know, it's such – listen – I understand that they've done what was needed, but listen, week one, Max, we talked about they lose that game if DeAndre Swift catches the ball. Week two, I saw Trubisky with my own eyes. In the first half, he's one quarterback. In the second half, he's another. Came down to the final play of the game against my Giants. They end up squeak. Yeah. Those wide receivers were so open, me and you could have made those throws, though. No, I know. No, no, no. I agree. I agree. I agree. But also, Tommy, obviously, you don't know about my quarterbacking past in high school. I would make a lot of the throws in today's NFL. But oh, yeah. I believe I'm, it. I believe it 100%. I'm not insulted. You didn't know. And then this past week, guys, I mean, come on. The Falcons blowing a fourth quarter lead. I, like, I, you know, I get it. 3 0, you, you're, you are what your record says, but three of the cheapest, luckiest wins. I can recall in memory and three in a row. And what a, what a joke the Falcons are. The Falcons are an absolute disgrace. To do in the Super Bowl is bad. To do it 
in week two was really bad to do it three times uh to do it now three times back-to-back weeks i'm sorry but the fact that dan quinn still has his job it's become a mental thing at this point but yeah i i agree i think the bears have made the right move you saw the difference that Foles made once he came in he you know in less time had more passing yards more completions three touchdowns only one pick he provided the spark to that team and again lucky enough they were playing the falcons who can't hold the lead in the fourth quarter but like you said tommy they need they addressed it and they need to stick with Foles moving forward if, if i if i'm the falcons ownership though i would have had dan quit in my office before he even hit the showers after that agreed game. agreed and said clean out your locker agreed. good luck good Ag- friends agreed agreed all right moving on egos and bengals had something happen that doesn't occur too often they ended up in a tie ball game it seemed like towards the end especially the philadelphia eagles doug peterson seemed content with the tie guys first off do you have a problem with overtime rules in the nfl uh yeah what do you think they should be instead max play to win so you think that they should just have uh, more quarters until someone finally scores you know what I, I would honestly do i would do one overtime and then do college football rules okay yeah i agree with that actually uh, see i you know i don't hate it's, that oh continue i'm sorry max i was gonna say no, I, I would oh, do it like me. how hockey does theirs like you have the shootout you have the four and four and then a shootout in the regular season but no shootouts in the postseason so like in the postseason you just go until somebody scores like you would now because you can't have a postseason game ending a tie, but I do think that the fact that there are ties is ridiculous. Max, what were you, uh, you said your piece. Yeah, I listen again. I feel very similar to this about the extra inning baseball rule, Tommy, in the fact mm-hmm. that I don't think this happens often enough to say that it's a real problem in the NFL. But I'm not so dead set against it like if it were up to me i would say just play until someone scores play until someone wins but the only problem with that is football is such a physical game that even just a week in between games and sometimes it's less because whether it's monday night or thursday night it takes such a toll on the body that i can handle a tie my biggest problem is when teams become like you saw I, I don't know if you guys watched the end of the game but i was able to catch it they played doug peterson played for a tie when he still had a little over a couple of minutes like that's my problem with 12 seconds left i know i know like- I, that's what i mean I, you know Try to get into a long field goal position. I mean, you, you hit a 60-plus yarder against my Giants a couple years back in week three. You're telling me you can't try that same thing just at the end of overtime just to see if you can squeak out a win? Like, that's my biggest problem. Don't don't play for a tie. Max, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I don't. It's just pretty simple. I just don't like the tie. I just think it's stupid. Okay. All right. I just, I just hate it because now, now what does that do? Like, it affects playoff pictures. It affects draft orders. Just someone needs to be – there needs to be a clear winner and loser. Yeah, and again, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I disagree with you guys at all. I just feel that it happens so little that it's not just a real burning issue to me. 
But moving on, let's take a look to this upcoming week. And I wanted to ask you guys, what is the better AFC game this weekend? However, there's a good chance that one of them doesn't happen. And that would be the Patriots versus the Chiefs or the Steelers versus Titans. Tommy, I'll let you go with this one. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hope the Titans-Steelers game does happen. Hopefully the COVID I- results, you know, turn down or come down and everyone's all right. But I think the, the Chiefs-Patriots, just those teams are more exciting to watch. You know, Belichick versus Reed, Cam Newton versus Mahomes. This is, you know, Cam Newton still – he shouldn't have to, but in a way, he's still trying to prove himself in New England. You know, he had that tough week one or week two loss to a good Seattle team. And Belichick has a good formula to beat Mahomes. He's done it before. So I, I that's that's what game I'm most looking forward to watching this weekend. Max, what about you? Which one of those two games would you say are more exciting? Um, or that you're more looking forward to? Hmm. Because really, you you of those four teams, I don't see another team besides the Ravens. Sorry, those four teams and the Ravens, I think we're looking to we're looking at two of those teams in the AFC Championship. You think? Was that sarcastic? Yeah. Was that sarcastic, Max? No, I, I was just. Pats, Chiefs, Steelers, Titans, and then the Ravens. Those are the top five. I don't. I don't see another team making its way into the. Think the Titans are gonna get there again. No, you think it's I'm saying no, no, no. I'm saying that if I had to say top five teams in the AFC conference, okay, those are my five teams. Four of them, you know, are playing. Two, you know what I'm saying. Pats versus Chiefs yeah, yeah, are playing. You. Yeah. Um, probably Pats, Chiefs. I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I uh, listen. First off, for anyone that doesn't know, the Titans will not be resuming operation until Saturday because one of their players tested positive for COVID, and apparently, I saw a tweet that that player and the Titans organization knew prior to the game, and they still went forward and played that game against the Minnesota Vikings. Now, the Vikings are going to wait a day or two days before they start back up. But we'll see how much of an impact that has on the Titans moving forward or if the game is even played. And Tommy, unlike baseball, it's not like you can double up on football games. So I really hope that the NFL has a plan because at some point or another, we were going to face this. It was just a matter of how you were going to handle this situation. And where Goodell messed up is, honestly, what he should have done is it's not really fair because for those, like, one, two seeds or, like, the one seeds, but everyone gets a bye before the playoffs. That week, make it week 18 is like a COVID remake day. And just so if so, we get a situation like this where the NFL says, like, no, like, if you're playing with a practice squad, you're putting a team on that field. Yeah. Like, they might move the game to Monday, but – if half your starting line tested negative, all right, let's see what you got. Yeah. Team two. No, I, I agree. And yeah, what I don't care if it's your starting quarterback or the last player on your roster, you know, if that's the only guy that's not, uh, that, that tested positive for COVID, I'm sorry. You still have to play the game at that point. Exactly. But I, I'm going with the Patriots versus chiefs in this one, just because 
again, Max, I was right that Cam Newton would be the comeback player of the year, and he's had a great early start to his campaign. So I'm really excited to see how the Pats, again, stand against the top-tier team in the AFC. Everyone everyone thought that they were going to take a step back because of Brady no longer being their quarterback. I think just like last night was a good test for the Ravens, I think this is a great test for the Patriots to see if that if that they're still really a title contender in the AFC. And I think that you have a matchup between the two best coaches in the league in Bill Belichick and Andy Reid. And then finally, Max, this one's aimed more for you because I actually saw a clip of Colin Cowherd and apparently his sources tell him that the Jets have reached out to an agent about coaching possibilities. Max, if the Jets lose to the Broncos, is Adam Gase gone? Yeah, I actually um, helped them packed up the shit. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, you're, you're saying yeah, that he's, he's gone. gone. Is that yeah. even a question? Yeah. He's only on the team uh, now because it was a short week. What are we talking about? You know how bad that loss would be, though, if they lose to Brett Rippon? Well, honestly, I, I, I hate to rain on your parade, Max. I actually think the Jets are going to sneak, uh, sneak out with a win this week. I mean, Me yeah, too. but you know what, though? Rip off the bandage anyways. You know what needs to be done. No, I know. I know. And and again, I don't want to say that I feel bad for him, but man, I saw Darnold's post-game press conference. He looks defeated. NFL player, I've never seen someone so depressed, so defeated, so lifeless yeah. almost. It, I mean, I don't blame him, but, you know, it, it's, it's still on him a little bit, but that's for another day, but... He probably wishes he had mono again. Yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, so that he really, I like again. I just I, whether it's the talent he's working with or the coaching staff, what is the man really supposed to do? I don't know. It's just I, I, I think that the Jets will win, but if they do lose to the Broncos, undrafted I, rookie free agent yeah. Brett Rippin who looked really bad last week. I can't week. believe you guys are really giving Adam Gase this much credit because of that because uh the quarterback is undrafted with a free agent. You kidding me? It's Adam Gase we're talking about here. You guys are cutting weight. It's not a definite win. You How, kidding me? It's I'm not, not saying it's win, a definite it, win. It, it should be. Well, listen, he should be offensive guru too. I've heard that since he was in Miami. Oh, so once again, Thursday night football is back to giving us shitty football games. Last week, I had to watch the Jaguars and Dolphins. This week, I had the Broncos versus the Jets, both winless teams. So, Hey, I'm not a gambling guru or anything, but any of you guys who are out there, you know, underdogs win win Thursday night games close to 80% of the time. Damn, that's actually a pretty good stat. Damn. Last year, that last year they won all but I think two or three weeks, and then this year they're two and one. Besides, you know, Pat Mahomes week one. Okay. The Bengals with a backdoor cover, and the Dolphins were plus three and a half last week. Oh, and, and they uh, blew out the Jags. Yeah. Won. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, off that point, let's get into our week four NFL picks. Max, we forgot to do our week three picks last week, so we are officially starting pick. Um, we're starting to keep track of picks this week. So let's start with your Jets against the Broncos. Max, who are you going with? Broncos. Okay. Tommy. 
Jets. I'm going with the Jets too. I don't like. I I thought the Broncos looked really bad last week. Their offense is screwed. Colts versus the Bears with Nick Foles getting his first start with Chicago. Tommy, who do you got? I'm going opposite on this. I'm actually taking the Bears. Okay. All right. I don't. Yeah, taking the Bears. Uh, Tommy, also feel free. I mean, I kind of want to just go through them, but if you want to like say a little piece too, feel free. I don't. I don't want to like feel like I'm cutting you off or anything. I mean, all I'm gonna say is I, I, I think this team might. It's like you no know one teams fire a head coach and then they go on like a two game win. Yeah, yeah. I think this could happen with Foles. Okay. All right. So you're taking the Bears, Max. Who are you going with? I'm actually gonna go with the Colts. Okay. Yeah, I, you know what's funny? Tommy, I really do like your point. But then at the same time, I'm like, the Bears should not be 3 and no. No, they should. The Colts are definitely the better team of these two. I just, I just sense so that's that. why I could be way wrong. That's, that's why I think I'm going with the Colts. But again, if the Bears won this game, it wouldn't terribly shock me. Especially, I do like their defense too, still. Yeah. And, and Philip Rivers is not anything special. But moving on, Bengals at uh, sorry, ja- Jaguars at the Bengals. Tommy, who do you got? Bengals. Joe Burrow gets his first win. I like it. Ma- Max. Yeah, I, I think I think it's time for uh, Joe Bur- Burrow to get a, his first win. So I think yeah, I'm gonna go Bengals. Yeah, we're. Uh, Across the board, Bengals. I uh, I think that Burrow has played well, um, too well for him not to have a win already. So I got him at home, winning against the Jaguars. Browns at the Cowboys. Now, guys, the Browns are two and one for the first time since 2014. Yippee! Let's throw a parade. Do, okay, so I guess that answered. Do you think that they're finally on the ra- right track? Hell no. Yeah, no. Nah, right, so I, I saw you were going to ask this, Victor, and I did a little stats from this weekend. Okay, let's hear them. On one, two, three, four, five of their scoring drives, or four of their scoring drives all came off of to- turnovers. Three picks and a fumble. Or four, Yeah, three picks and a fumble. They started on Washington's 28, Washington's 24, Washington's 35, and the field goal came up from Washington's 41. I mean, turnovers happen, but they forced five turnovers in that game. Washington was winning at that going into the fourth quarter. I I, I just think they got dumb lucky with that victory. They Washington played hard, but obviously the turnovers, you know, when that happens, you're going to win football games. But the only time that they were really scoring was when they were starting on, you know, inside the Washington's 35. Yeah. Max. Um. Yeah, I'm. Come on. I'm picking the Cowboys. Taking yeah. the Cowboys. Yeah, Tommy, great great uh, stats. I unfortunately have to go with the Cowboys too. Uh, I, the Washington football team is not a professional football team. Some of those turnovers. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I said the Redskins too. My fault. I'm sorry. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Don't worry about it. The, the broadcasters still say that name. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Saints at the Lions. Max, we'll start with you. Who do you have? Um... I think this game's actually going to be closer than people realize. So, so I'm do I. Go, I'm still going to go Saints and a squeaker. 
yeah, yeah. Drew Brees has not looked great, and when he does, it's usually five yard pass, and his receivers like Alvin Kamara are going the distance and helping him out. But Tommy, who who do you have? I, I agree with you guys. It's going to be Saints squeaker, and it's going to come down to uh, Sean Payton out coaching uh, Matt, Matt Patricia. Patricia. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I have a feeling that's not going to be too hard. You see uh, the DM I sent you that uh, Patricia signed that DN. Oh yeah, from the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, that was good. What a joke that guy is. Yeah. Why don't you sit up straight? Yeah, I know. Why don't you sit up straight? Get the pencil out of your ear. (laughs) All right. Um. Yeah, I'll go with the Saints too, just because. uh, Again, I I don't think the Lions are a good football team. And I think it's hard to picture Drew Brees and Sean Payton dropping three in a row. That's a great point, too. Yeah. yeah. Patricia, yeah. too. Yeah. No, I know. All right. We talked a little bit about this game, but Steelers at the Titans. Tommy, who do you have? If this game love, is even played. I love the Steelers, man. Love the Steelers this week. Yeah. If it's played. Yeah. Also, I mean, I, you know how much of a disadvantage you are if you're not even allowed to practice till Saturday? No, I couldn't agree more. At that point, it's film and only film, and that's not good enough. Exactly. Yeah. Max, who do you have? Yeah, it, Steelers, just for all the reasons you guys said. Yeah, I'm I'm going with the Steelers too. Listen, maybe I've been wrong so far about him. I think this is the best defense that Tannehill has faced this season. I think he's going to have a much tougher time than he has in the first three games. Next game, ah, this is a doozy. Seahawks at the Dolphins. Max, who do you have? Uh... I'm going to pick the birds. Yep. Yeah, it's Seahawks. Yeah, I'm going with the Seahawks, too. Listen, good for the Dolphins getting that blowout win, but, uh, again, a rebuilding. And be right. This is a type of game where Fitzmagic's going to go off for, like, four. Yeah, I know. I know. He'll lose, but he's going to just ball out. I can't stand that guy. But, Max, (laughs) how unreal has Russell Wilson been? Again, yours truly saying that he was going to have an MVP season, and he's— I mean, Victor, listen— I'm gl- I'm glad you're getting some exercises with these victory laps, but so four <laughs> here, okay? Let's pump the brakes just a touch. All right, all right. Next game: Chargers at the Bucks. Max, since losing Week One, Tom Brady on the two-game winning streak. Who do you have? I'm gonna make it three. I'm going Bucks again. Tommy, taking the Chargers. Oh, wow. really? Yeah, I uh, I don't know, man. I keep seeing all these analysts. After Max is right, we're jumping to some conclusions, but yeah, people are putting yeah. the Bucks in the Super Bowl. I love their defense, but I, I really want to see Herbert get if he's starting this week. I don't know how Tyrod's doing, but uh, I love to see Herbert get his first win this week. Yeah, what bad luck by? Um... I got a question real quick, if I can. Yeah, what? Go ahead. If Tampa Bay, let's say, I think maybe Week Nine or whatever, Week Eleven, they're like seven and three, or no, I'm sorry, because that then it wouldn't make sense. If the Buccaneers have a good record by the trade deadline, would you trade like a first or second round pick to get another thing? I'd see what O-line help I could get or honestly D-line help. You know, I'd talk to the, I'd talk to uh, the Broncos maybe if they're trying to shop Bradley Chubb. Um, But yeah, because this is a win now team. Like it has to be. Yeah, I was thinking it has more, to be. I was thinking more uh, corner. You need to throw some names out there because I. Well, no, I was just, I was just saying just hypothetically. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I mean, you gotta be in all win mode now. The only thing I'll say is, who do they have? Um, 
as a long-term quarterback option. Did they draft someone in this past draft? They signed Rosen for practice. Josh squad. Rosen. And they yeah, have Glenn okay. Gabbert on as the backup. Yeah, so that's the only thing that I'll say is that if you don't have a long-term option at quarterback, I don't know if I want to give up a first or a second. And, and again, I'm not saying that you can't find someone in the later rounds, but you do have to still think about your long-term future. And honest, and Max, you're right too. I, I I'd probably go after secondary help. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was just asking, just throwing that out there. No, no, no. Yeah, it was a good question. It was a good question. And uh, I'm going with the Bucks. I'm going with the Bucks. Uh, I like uh, Brady at home, and uh, you know, there's been good by Justin Herbert. There's been some bad, but there, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just I like the kid. Well. I, I want to see him get his first win. Yeah. What did you say, Max? I think Gronk. He actually looked. He had uh, not that he was ever fast, but looked like he was running kind of normal. Gronk? Slow as he, yeah, Gronk. Yeah, uh, you know he, what? He looked, he looked really good last week. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think he's getting his, uh, his legs back in him. I think the best thing that could have happened to Gronk was almost taking a year off with how long of an injury list that guy has had throughout yeah, he was, his he was, NFL yeah, he was, career. He was banged up. Next, you know what I'm honestly more impressed with was like, you saw him on all the TV shows and commercials. He slimmed down a lot. He did. Like, he's he gotten did. back up to football weight, and I think that it's really impressive what he's been able to do. Yeah, no, I agree. Next game, Ravens at the Washington football team. Tommy. Ravens. Yeah. Max. Yeah, Ra- Ravens. Yeah, Ravens. Yeah. <laughs> Dwayne has it against uh, uh, Cardinals at the Panthers. Max, who do you got? Uh, I'm going to go with Cardinals. I don't think they're going to play bad back-to-back weekends. Max? Uh, sorry, Tommy? No, I-, I agree with Max. You know what? Give me the Panthers. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I really did not like what I saw from Kyle Murray in that Cardinals offense last wow. week. I'm not saying that's a sign of things to come. However, losing to a bad Detroit football team at home and having as many opportunities and chances as they did, didn't like that. Next wow. game, Vikings at the Texans. Tommy, you can start this one off. I was hoping I could have went last for this one. Cause I, who gets their first win? I, I honestly yeah. – I think it's the Vikings. Is this game in Houston, you said? Yeah, in Houston. Which, again, it doesn't really – again, I'm not sure Houston's exact guidelines, but I know some fans are better than none, but it's not like it's an old-fashioned home field advantage type of thing. Again, though, honestly, I'm going to switch – I'm going to go with the Texans just based on the sole fact, one, because it is – with how COVID is this year, I do think traveling is different, even though there's no fans. Yeah. And plus the Vikings now have that scare. So mm-hmm. Max. Yeah, I don't really I for, kind of forgot about the COVID thing, but if this if this COVID thing wasn't happen with the Vikings, um I'm da- even uh yeah, I'm still going with the Texans. Yeah, I'm going with the Texans too. Uh, listen, the Vikings played the Titans tough and the Texans have really gotten off to a slow start this year, but when you think about it, they've had easily the toughest schedule first week chiefs second week ravens third week the steelers i i mean those are well against the steelers no they did they did and those are like the three i mean we talked about those three are like the top three teams in the afc yeah it can't get much tougher than that i'll go with the texans getting their first win at home i don't want to do this game the giants at the rams Wait, hold on, Victor. Did you see who the Giants signed today to the practice squad? No, who the hell did they sign? 
the great Alfred Morris. He's going to come in and change oh up the whole offense. Oh, my God. All right. Okay. Just think about it. The future of these old, broken-down running backs. I know. I know. And that were prized star is getting ACL surgery soon. It's just it's tough it times hurts, being it a Giants fan. Tommy, you're a Giants fan, correct? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's really It's not tough. a good time. Yeah, this past Sunday was really bad. But this past Sunday confirmed that this is going to be a long season. So, uh, you know, as a Giants fan, I'll pick the Giants, but I, I don't do that proudly this week you're, you're a better man than me yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, a foolish one at that tommy <laughs> Ma- max do we have to go through this anymore uh, yeah I- i'd love to more nope that's okay patriots <laughs> at the chiefs tommy you can start it off chiefs are too hot man you can't but you can't pick against them max i'm actually gonna go patriots you know, Ooh. I really wanted to. I do. But I just think the Chiefs are playing really good football right now. And I think this will be a close game. But I have the Chiefs winning this one. I think Bill's got the perfect quarterback to make it, you know, drain that clock, make it slow. So, yeah, I, I mean. I'm, I'm going patch for that reason. I really do because of Cam. I think Cam wants to put his hat in there too. Yeah. I mean, realistically, though, too, like looking at the Chiefs' schedule, I don't know if I see a loss on this. I, thing. I know. I, I wanted to bring it up, but I, I can You'll never. I, well, that's why. I'll never, ever, ever predict someone going undefeated. Oh, me neither. Just because any given Sunday and football is football, the game still needs to be played. But, man, the way that they handled the Ravens last night, I, you know. This team, it's early. This team might be better than last year's Super Bowl team, and that's saying something. The only, the only game, and I know we gotta go quick. I know, but uh, is honestly the Bills Chiefs in Buffalo, and mostly because that's a Thursday night game, and Thursday night games anything can happen. What part of the year is that? It's October fifteenth. Okay, so, so I, I mean, one, in, two, three weeks in Buffalo. I guess it'll be worse than a lot of places i i was wondering if it was deep Deeper. in the winter yeah, yeah. It was still. but no i tommy though good point anything can happen on thursday night just because it's such a rough turnaround but next game bills at the raiders tommy you started off uh i'm actually going to take the raiders in this one okay max yeah, the raiders sadly i'm gonna have to go with the freaking bills Really? Uh, you know what, Tommy? I uh, I like the Raiders in this one, too. I think they'll... Uh, listen, they had a tough week against the Patriots, but uh, again, we've been praising Cam and uh, Bill's genius. But yeah, I, I like the Raiders in this one getting back on track. Eagles at the 49ers for the Sunday night game. Max, oh. who do you have? What a crap uh, Sunday night game. Yep. Uh, then we'll go Eagles with this one. Tommy. I wish I had the Niners injury report. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take the Eagles. You know, you know what? Call me crazy. Not because of how they played against my poor excuse of the Giants. I'll go 49ers at home. I, you oh, know, wow. to me, the Eagles have been one of the biggest disappointments thus far. Oh, yeah. And they just look bad in my opinion 
They they look. I, I don't know. I don't know if it was just that Bengals game alone, but even blowing his seventeen nothing lead to Washington in Week One. I, just there's been a lot of bad football played by the Eagles, especially by Carson Wentz. I'm going with the 49ers. And then finally, Monday night, I, again, this is a bad week for primetime games. We have the Falcons at the Packers. Tommy, who do you have? Packers. Max. Yeah, this is probably going to be Dan Quinn's last game now, so Packers. Yeah. I don't think this will be his last game, but his his uh, future is definitely written in stone. And Max, once again, who called Aaron Rodgers getting back to Aaron Rodgers' MVP form prior to the season starting? I did. Yeah, well, Packers listen. winning this one. He is number three on my MVP list, right behind Wilson and Mahomes. And you then, have had Josh Allen right now? Uh, yes, definitely ahead of Josh Allen. Josh Did I say anything about uh, Aaron Rodgers that was bad? No, but you didn't say anything as good as I did. You didn't go out on a limb. What the hell does that mean? You didn't go out on a limb and say that he was going to return to his MVP-type season. I mean, yeah, through week four. or Yeah, going to yep. week four, yeah. Yep, and guess who was right through week four. All right, well, Max, stop getting off topic. Tommy, thank you very much for joining us this week. Um, Thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, of course. I hope you enjoyed it. Max, you know I love you. I just kid with you. Do you want to tell everyone about your latest article that's coming out? Yeah, uh, tomorrow morning I'm going to write um, five reasons why the uh, what the Miami Heat have to do is beat the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. And real quick, I got one more parting shot against the King, okay? I see you went on the media today. Uh, and was saying, and he was just speaking glowingly about Coach Spolstra and Riley. No, no, no. Okay, I know what he's doing. Trying to kiss everyone's asses, and you know, Le- LeBron saying, "Oh, yeah, everyone knows in the league that Coach Spolstra's good." You tried to get him fired your first year there. Then you disrespected oh Pat Riley. Oh my god! Oh my god! The man became a Heat fan because LeBron came to his team, and now he all of a sudden forgets oh that he brought god. two championships to Victor, Miami. Victor, listen to the way this man talks. This man holds a grudge like there's no <laughs> no business. Like, could you imagine being a kid or someone who like stole a parking spot from him on campus? I know, dude. Or he like, probably hunted down that guy's car for weeks. Exactly. Or like, imagine being like his girlfriend and like almost dealing like with another girl in a relationship. I oh, yeah. dude, like. I can't imagine. You're mad. Tommy, how bad was it living with this kid? You know, I, I you say this, but I got to tell you, one of the best moments I ever had in Oswego was NBA tra- trade deadline day, just to tell a quick story. Trade yeah, yeah, deadline yeah. day, <laughs> we, had, we had a ton of dishes in the sink because, you know, we're six guys living in a <laughs> nasty house. No one did the dishes. Max is reading off tweets, whatever. And we were talking, and Max was like, yeah, I'm not trying to go out tonight. I want to relax. And I was in a mood to just go and let loose. And so Max just screams in the living room. I thought something happened. I sprinted. He's like, he's coming back, baby. D-Wade's coming back. <laughs> I have a video on my phone. I, I kid you not, this kid had tears of joy running down his face. Oh, that's really awesome. It was, it, was, awesome. it was a nightmare at times living with him. We flipped his room backwards, right? He went away for a weekend. He comes back, his room's completely backwards, and he just goes, huh, whatever. He's like, you couldn't get to him. But this, that moment is in my top five. And That's a good story. That's great. That's great. 
That's great. Well, and then he ended it with a scream. I'm going out tonight, and we're getting we're, we're having a great time. <laughs> that's great well again tommy thank you uh for participating i had a lot of fun and uh Absolutely. max uh until next week buddy